Her Podcast, a broadcast of the Arizona Chapter of Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the only financial services organization with programming for women by women. Welcome to the Counting on Her Podcast. I'm your host today, Sue, and with me we have Andre Smith from East Valley Wealth and Retirement. Welcome, Andre. Hi. Thank you for having me. So I want to share with our listeners, you are currently the president of NAFA Arizona. You are running your own practice and you do some public speaking on the side. Is that right? That's correct. I want to talk about all that today. Are you ready? I'm ready. Please tell us how our friends over at NAFA Arizona are doing. How are things at NAFA Arizona? Things are actually going great. And by the way, thank you for your continued membership Aww, and support. Yeah. Uh, I saw that that you reenacted or brought your membership back. That's great. Uh, We've got a lot of exciting things going on right now. I think the most exciting thing we've got going on is a new member appreciation event we're putting on here at the end of August, matter of fact. Yeah. It's going to be kind of a get together, social event, light refreshments, live music, door prizes, a way to welcome in new members that have just joined in the last couple of years and members that have actually recently rejoined as well. And come back, right? Exactly. Yeah. There'll be some key leadership there, a good place to mingle. And I believe that after COVID, the idea of these in-person membership meetings kind of waned a little bit, if you will. Sure. And I think that that's probably exactly what we need to bring the numbers up a little bit, if you will. Especially after going dark a little bit at the tail end of summer and give a new spunk and energy going into fall. Sure. Absolutely. Now, you do a lot of different things. We recently talked on a call, Andre, and you've been tapped on the shoulder for some very interesting personal yet business topics. And I feel that you are headed in a new direction with not only your practice, but your motivational speaking. You had described your title as owning your why. Is that right? That is correct. Tell me what that means. What does that mean for Andre, owning your why? Owning your why. Well, to put it simply, it's knowing why you do what you do. But to dig a little deeper, it's understanding and articulating why you do what you do. And that's a crucial step, I believe, in living and fulfilling a purpose-driven life. Mm -hmm. And by delving deep into your motivations and passions, you gain clarity about your values, aspirations, and the driving forces behind your actions. So this process I like to refer to as owning your why. Sure. Now, there must have been some events in your life that personally reflected you back to your why, helped you form your why. Can you think of any of those events that you'd like to share that happened in your life that led you here today doing what you do? Sure. I actually like to share with prospects, people that may become clients, my why right up front. I believe that in this industry, the advising role, especially when you're dealing with people that are getting ready to retire, it's more important than ever to have a relationship and to understand who you're working with. So basically, my why, when I think of each client that may come into our firm, I believe that there's a really good chance that they will be a client for the rest of their lives. That's just how we operate. Mm -hmm. And it's important before getting into any long-term relationship to know the motivations behind the people that you're Mm -hmm. involved with. So I found this industry in 2006 as an advisor for a firm whose name I will not mention. Mm -hmm. I felt good about what I was doing. I was helping people of all different ages and backgrounds. And shortly after the housing market crash of 2008, Mm -hmm. my family experienced a couple 
couple devastating losses within a couple years of each other. Oh. Yeah. We lost both my father and father-in-law to aggressive stage four cancer. Oh my, okay. Yeah. It was tough. It was a tough time. And, you know, it wasn't tough enough to lose two very important family members. But the eye-opening part for me was not only how they lost their lives, mm -hmm. but what happened after they were gone. And that's really a big portion of why I do what I do. Okay. So they were both retired and worked hard all of their lives to provide for their families. One of them worked with a retirement planner that specialized in retirement planning. And so the other simply worked just as hard, but he saved his money in the traditional 401ks and IRAs. As you can imagine, after 2008, it was a tough time for everyone. The father that actually worked with an advisor and built an actual plan for retirement and beyond, he left a legacy that outlived him. Mm -hmm. He was able to be cared for by trained, thoughtful, professional healthcare providers. He got to live his last days and weeks enjoying time with his family instead of having them care for him. And I saw what that looked like. He had round-the-clock care because he had planned for it. Because of his foresight, his grandchildren will actually get a college education mm -hmm. and he gave all of his children opportunities that they will benefit from. It's amazing. Yeah, it really was. So the other father, he didn't have a plan, mm -hmm. like so many Americans today. He had all of his retirement savings and 401ks and IRAs, like most of the people we come in contact sure. with. So mind you, this is right after 2008. So they probably lost close to half of what they already had worked for. And he didn't have the ability to be in a long-term care facility because they couldn't afford it. Right. So his wife had to stop working to take care of him. It lasted about seven months. Oh, she gosh. took care of him at okay. home. And that's where he eventually passed. And I was there the night he passed. And I'll tell you, watching a man that I've seen all my life be so big and strong and work so hard, diminished to that was tough. After that night, after he left, he left the legacy as well. But his legacy was one of debt. Yeah. And so the exact opposite of the other father that had had that plan. Now, I'm happy to report that we take very good care of the mm -hmm. wife he left behind. We're very proud and happy to do that. We make sure she has everything she needs and more. Sure. We even bought her a home. And I'm Aww. very proud of that because yeah. that was a childhood dream of mine. And I'm proud of that. But at the same time, I know that's not what she wanted her retirement to look like, to sure. be financially dependent on others, especially her children. So with that being said, when I went back to work shortly after that experience, I was a changed person. For a long time, I carried an amount of guilt. I won't lie that I wasn't able to help them. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I realized I'm in an industry that could make a big difference and I can help people leave a legacy and maintain their dignity in retirement. And I wanted to help as many people as I could. So I approached my employer at that time. I stressed my concerns about this underserved segment of our country mm -hmm. and how they were so exposed. I did all the work, all the research on optimal ways to implement strategies. And I believe we could be an agency that could actually solve these problems. My employer told me basically that those solutions that I wanted to offer were not good for the company in the bottom line, no. you know, in not so many words. And so they weren't interested in making any changes, Sure, which is their prerogative. But six months later, my wife and I, Julianne started our own practice. Okay. We started it from our dining room table, not knowing anything about running a business. Sure. I remember we opened our account with a hundred dollar bill. It was awesome. But we knew that there was a need for what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Our goal was to help as many people as possible prepare for and plan for retirement and what should be the most rewarding time in their lives. And we knew that if we were working solely for our clients, 
that would be the key. And being independent, it allowed us to do what was right for our clients. It allowed us to constantly reinvent our firm to match the needs of our clients. So that is what we did. And that is the passion behind my why. That is a fantastic journey and origin story. It blows my mind how something deeply personal with the low lows and the high peaks can be very transformational as a person, a human, and also in business. And it sounds like is garnering you much success. And now a word from our sponsor. The Counting on Her podcast is brought to you by the Arizona Leadership Foundation. The Arizona Leadership Foundation proudly provides scholarship assistance to private schools and disabled and displaced schools throughout Arizona with no preference to religious or political affiliation. We believe parents should have a choice when it comes to the education of their children. To learn more, please visit ArizonaLeader.org. So we had talked a little bit about your professional label and your point of view and translating that message of why, which is deeply personal into a business message. Mm. And so you've been tapped on the shoulder by some folks to deliver that message in a professional setting. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. So I've been invited to an event, a summit of some of the most successful advisors around the country. And it's going to be held next month in La Jolla at the Torrey Pines Golf Course. Great location. I'm excited. I get around the golf out of it. I'm (laughs) going to go embarrass myself. Anyway, so because of the success that we have had coming from a dining room table to one of the most successful offices in downtown Gilbert, Mm -hmm. able to help many people and lift up a team of professionals, I want to share it. And I've been asked to share that story. So for me, I believe that we're in relationships with Mm -hmm. our clients. I don't believe that it's all business and numbers. I truly want to get to know the people that sit down in front of me to see Mm -hmm. if we're a good fit. Bottom line is, this is someone that I hope will be with me for the rest of their lives. Sure. And so I believe that personal touch, that letting them know who I am and why I do what I do is very important. And it's garnered a lot of success for us. So I've been asked to share an idea Mm -hmm. from the past few years that's garnered success for our business. And that's what I chose to share. And what idea is that? Can you share a little bit about that with us today? That is owning your why. Talking to advisors about what their why is. Having them look deep inside to figure out what really motivates them. You see, I get up at 4 a.m. every Mm -hmm. day. Not because I like to. I get up because I'm excited about the day. I'm excited about meeting with clients. I'm excited about solving problems. And it's because... I know what my why is. I know why I'm doing it. And when you've been in the industry for a long time and you've seen some of the successes of the decisions that you've made for clients pan out, mm-hmm. it's a good feeling. Yeah, So absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know that you shared with me on a previous conversation, purely exploratory about your success and translating that message of why to your clients. Mm-hmm. I, I think you do some seminars. Is that right? I do. Absolutely. How's that going? Seminars are going fantastic for us. It's been a journey. Mm-hmm. This is, I believe, our seventh year of oh, seminars. Wow. Okay. The first year we did two. Oh, wow. Okay. I think the second year we might have done three and a few more after that kind of sporadic. Well, this year we're doing 27 mm-hmm. and we already have them booked out for 2024 as well. Oh my so gosh. Amazing. Yeah. We, you know, sometimes I believe seminars might get a bad rap and it doesn't matter what your vehicle is. However, you're going to get your message out. You have to own why you're doing what you're doing. It sure. just happens to be seminars for us. So, and Every seminar, I share that story. That's how I start off my seminar with a room full of strangers. Wow. I and let them know it's who like I you am. said, they don't resonate with everybody. Right. There's definitely unique 
perspective in conducting seminars in our industry. Sure. Because they have been around for quite some time, but you have to be able to translate that message effectively in a seminar environment. And it sounds like you're having some success with that. Do you feel that owning your why has helped you in the seminar arena? It's been a life changer. Okay. Yeah. I went from numbers and graphs and charts to just standing up there and talking and basically being transparent, which Mm -hmm. is a big part of our success as well. Being that we are independent, we are able to sit down with a client and look them in the eye and say, we can help you this way or that way. It doesn't matter to us. We need to get to know you first and we have the tools to do it. So I think authenticity is important. I think letting prospects know that we really care is important. And like you said, it's not for everyone. This why is my why. doesn't mean it's your why or the next person's why, but we all have one. We just need to own it. We need to find it. We need to be able to articulate it and we need to believe in it. Yeah. And I feel that here through you with the mic, talking to you in this room, having the tenacity and the diligence to outwork everyone, to get up earlier than everyone, to show up for your clients. And it sounds like they're showing up for you in a seminar form. So I'm really happy that the right people have asked you to come into the professional advisor arena and share your message because it's not about seminars being their why. It's about them finding what is going to motivate them and get them up at 4 a.m. and make their passion shine. Is that right? Absolutely. This just happens to be my story, but we all have them. And it's not like I knew that this was my why. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. But if we really reflect and we look within, we can find it. It's in there. We just have to take time, slow down, find it. And that's a fire that's hard to put out once you find it. So, yeah, no, I believe it. Thank you very much for sharing your personal story, your passion. Where can people find you? We're East Valley Retirement, www.eastvalleyretirement. We're just in downtown Gilbert. We do live seminars every Mm -hmm. month at the Culinary Dropout, which is right across the street from our office. Great location. Yeah, it's fantastic. Downtown Gilbert is hopping. It is. It It is. Thank you for being our guest today, Andre. Thank you for having me, Sue. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. The Counting on Her podcast is a service of WIFS Phoenix, attracting, developing, and advancing women in the financial services industry. For more information, please visit us at WIFSPHX.com. Thank you for listening.